Hi and welcome to this week's slightly delayed and apologies that we weren't on last week. Three Legs for Wheels F1 podcast. It's a cut down team tonight of Paul, Sean and Lee. Get well soon, Chris. I know, you, I know you're a bit worn out, so um, take, it, take it easy, mate, from all of us. Um, it was probably watching an exciting French Grand Prix that um, knocked him out. No one was prepared. That, no. w- that was good. Hell froze over. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was predicted on this show by one of us. <laughs> Hang on a second, the modesty detector's just going off. Just, and we don't need to reset it. I'm just pointing out the fact... That for all the mockery, I do tend to be right an awful fucking lot these days. That's because awful you, lot. That's because you predict everything. I think you do cast a wide net with your yeah. predictions. Yeah, yeah. You, you, ha- you, have tw- you have 24 different stopped clocks just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's, uh, it's ever since I got into that whole mass betting thing, it's fine. <laughs> bet, bet on everybody apart from the in-obvious candidates. Yeah, <laughs> <Pop and> stroll. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we had um, we had a we had a pretty exciting race. It was not what you'd expect. There was there was passing mm. all the way up. Yeah, race at the front, race in the middle. Hass at Some the back. Hasses at the back. Yeah. <laughs> I was praying that um, Verstappen was going going to go into the back of Hamilton when he was chasing him down because I put one bet on this week and I put my my usual. Like ten pound that I allow myself to uh, bet on Formula One. All on Russell. The whole whole ten. No, no, the whole ten pound on Lando Norris on the podium Uh. and Daniel Ricciardo top six at sixty six to one. That would have been. That would have been decent. Yeah. So I was. I was praying something terrible was going to happen, but it didn't. You could have got yourself a new sim racing wheel as well. I could have got myself a new sim racing wheel. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Not an advert, but by God, that Fanatec McLaren wheel is good. It looks lovely. Like, it, it, that, I, I want one. Yeah, I I'll, want I'll, one. I'm going to use the photo of that as our cover picture this week. Um, I, ba- no mainly doubt. because it says McLaren on it. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, what you want to do now is is whatever um, the, the, the housing for it, you can get uh, decaled housings for it so you can get like a mclaren branded uh fanatec bike whatever you call it drive wheel belt whatever it is oh the no, the, 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 hub. the hub yeah so you can stick that all up like a mclaren oh the temptation <laughs> oh the temptation if anyone's good at making stickers drop drop us uh, no drop no, us no 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 i think, there's, I think there's, these, there's, these exist places. i think yeah yeah you can do it you can buy them they're only like 20 quid a kit oh is that all yeah, yeah, get, just get on it, get it done. All oh, right, that'll, that will be happening soon. I mean, all right, my sim racing, I'm still terrible. But now I can definitely say I've got all the gear and no idea. Yeah, that's it. You just need to look <laughs> like you know what you're doing. Yeah, and half, half the battle is won. Talking, <laughs> talking of which, 19th and 20th, Schumacher and Mazepin. <laughs> yes, wow. they took part. Um, They were swapping places quite a bit. I think it was some kind of weird pit strategy that the... Um, put them on so that they didn't spend too much time on track close together because they seem to like getting their elbows out. I think Mazepin's warned Schumacher again that he's going to get elbowsy if they come to, come close together in Austria. I think he said Styria. that they've ended their gentleman's agreement. That relies on... challenging him to a duel? I don't know. I think that might be the next step. 
when he when he when he said that, well, it was the, did it cut to a picture of him slapping Schumacher across the face with a glove? <laughs> Possibly, very possibly. But yeah, I think I think a duel, a duel could be the uh, yeah the logical progression from here. I mean, this this is this is two bald men fighting over a tub of hair gel. <laughs> well, what is it? What is it with Mercedes? Not, not Mercedes. What is it with Haas drivers fucking hating each other? And, yeah. Well, I mean, like little Grosjean literally had to set himself on fire for. Um, uh, f- uh, for Magnussen to make up with him. <laughs> they didn't kill each other at uh, Road America at the weekend. No, Grosjean and Ericsson had a good uh, good ding-dong, though. Yeah, we're all waiting for Ericsson to take Grosjean out towards the end. Well, there was an interview with there was an interview with uh, Kevin Magnussen after Roman's, uh, uh, Roman's accident, and you know how he's got that kind of... Um, he's pretty straight with things, isn't he, Kevin Magnussen? He is very dry. Yeah, he said, I didn't realise I liked him until he nearly died. (laughs) (laughs) Given the pasting that we've given Grosjean on this show over the last six years, I think we could probably say the same. (laughs) I think, think, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. (laughs) God, I'm choking here. Um, Is there there any redeeming features about Haas this weekend? I do not recall any. No, I don't think so. It was it was so weird. Like the, I think the first maybe half the field is hard to recall because there was so much going on in the other half. I mean, we're we're big on the participation awards this week. I think the only yeah. thing I can particularly remember with Haas is that Schumacher got out of Q one and then promptly drove into a wall. Schumacher's crash was the reason that he got out of Q one because he did stop everybody else's laps. Now, IndyCar have this rule where. If you crash during a qualifying session, your fastest time is disallowed. Yeah, I like that. And I, it yeah. wasn't the talk about this as well. Wasn't the talk about them um, maybe employing this rule? I think I think the need to. I think the best thing to do because I was I was talking about this. I'm glad this is brought up because it's reminded me. I was talking about this to my dad, and um, I think if we if you have a crash. Um, in the last five minutes of qualifying, that's red flags the session. I think the the session should be red flagged, and then whatever the um, outlap and um, and fastest and like flying lap times are, equal it out a bit. Like you know, just just round it up. That time should be added on. So like quality should go into extra time. Yeah, because. I mean, with what happened with Schumacher in Q1, um, I think it was about 11 seconds left when he crashed, mm. and there yeah. was half a dozen drivers on flying laps. I think yeah, Stroll, yeah. So, so, Stroll was the big loser, wasn't he? He was the one who was he hadn't quite got the flying lap in, was on it, and then didn't get to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And he waited as well. Wasn't that his only go, too? Yeah, I think he'd had some kind of debacle on his first one. So I thought, okay, come back in, new tyres, go again. Yeah, um, I think, um, yeah. did he, he He ran wide on one corner? Might have and... done. Yeah, I can't quite remember. But yeah, he, he should have quite easily got out of Q1, but didn't yeah. get the chance. You know, th- this is this is the one advantage that the old, old way of qualifying had. And I'm talking about the old, old one, where it was, you've got 12 on-track laps within... Uh, within the space of an hour. And that's what sets your time. At least you're going to be able to get out on track. 
I'm st- I, I still stand by that was my favorite type of qualifying. I, I know we'd have it for a while uh, where you'd have like half an hour with no cars on track and they'd just have to fill. But um, realistically, the f- like Q- Q1, unless something crazy happens with somebody crashing, which obviously can happen and makes it, and that's quite exciting. But Q1 is uh, is kind of just you just you just look, watch through it, don't you? You know, it's you know that you know the guys that you're actually interested in watching are uh, are going to be are going to be where they are, and and the interest is to see whether George Russell can get into Q2. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you know, both Hasses are going to be out, and uh, Hungary are beating Germany, which will it, not be relevant by the time we publish this podcast. <laughs> oh, it might be actually. It's going out tonight. Fair enough. You know, we're we're already a day late. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you were wanting to watch that football match when you got in, Sosa. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only twenty minutes in. We'll give all the spoilers for the next seventy minutes plus injury time. Fuck spoilers. Anyway, I believe that if you care enough, you will have watched it. Correct. That I is am true. Firmly of this opinion. That is true. I, I actually, you know, the Facebook on this day thing. Yeah. Um, from seven years ago, last ra- last round of uh, group games in a tournament. The only time when having picture in picture on your TV is worth having. Why would that have been <laughs> seven years ago? Because it would, have, would that would that have been twenty? How fucking been, time that, that would have been the twenty four. No, I'm trying to. I'm, no, I mean the, like which tournament was that it? That would have been the twenty fourteen World Cup. Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> no, it threw me talking about a tournament seven years ago. Anyway, 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 we're dig- digressing completely. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it it was because of tracks like um, I mean, it was mainly Hungary that was the. Uh, Nice segue. Uh, it was mainly Hungary that was the problem because, yeah, we didn't see anything on um, any cars on track until half an hour into the session because the laps that short and yeah, there's not same a, with Monaco. Yeah, not a great deal you can do with the setup. At least with Monaco, they can do all these tracking shots of all the yachts, and you know, Hungary, you've got no yachts. Yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, fields. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gee, there's some nice architecture in Budapest. Yeah, if, but the, if they if they can go out of the circuit like the helicopter, there's some nice stuff. Yeah, yeah, that that that'd do it. But yeah, with that with that way, it means you know you get you at least get a run. Yeah, but having you having your entire qualifying and your weekend strategy screwed up because you decided not to go out at first, and then you got unlucky through somebody else's crashes. And not actually getting a chance to set a lap. I mean, I think Stroll did set a lap, but it was forty six seconds off pole. Yeah, it's Yikes. not. It's not great. It's probably not his true pace. I know Stroll no. it is. It can be a bit hit and miss in quality, but yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> that's definitely sort of Deleda kind of pace. Yeah. Um, so we spent way too long talking about Haas. Um, Alfa Romeo. Again, they just absent. Yeah, absent. they they. What did they do? Uh, Kimi came seventeenth. Giovinazzi came fifteenth. Are are um, Alpha the like the disappointment of the year? They must be. Some possibly. Sometimes they are. Other times it's well, they've, they've got, got like one point. Yeah, actually, maybe this weekend it was Ferrari, but um... but yeah, but that's the thing. I think there have been a couple of teams that have had the bad race this weekend, being Ferrari. But Alpha, mm. I yeah, have constantly had the bad race. Yeah, I mean, is the is this Kimmy's last year? 
part. I mean, part how, how many times have we said this? Well, um, I, every year. I don't see why it has to be, to be honest, because the the car's bad. So it's not like um, he's got. It's not like they've got a good car and Giovinazzi scoring points and he's last. Um, his his experience is obviously still good for that team. I, I, the only the only thing I can think is is maybe uh, is it Islet that's their reserve driver. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Islet re- re- replaces Kimi if they want to carry on with Giovinazzi. But they Ferrari's deal is that they can put one driver in the car, which at the moment yeah. is Giovinazzi. Oh yeah, but I I I mean I know that's the deal. But if you've got Islet there, and the team think, well, yeah, we'll get better results with these two drivers. Mm. But if they really okay. wanted Islet in the car, why wouldn't they have done it this year? Why would they have him have a year sat around getting rusty, twiddling his thumbs? I don't know. I don't. I. I. I thought that was. It was a real shame for Ireland yeah. not getting. A, not getting a go. Uh, I don't. I don't know why they carry on the Giovinazzi experiment. To be perfectly honest, because that's the confusion. Not, <laughs> yeah, he's not done badly. Mm. You know, he's not. He's not done badly this year. Uh, uh, but he's. Um, he's not done enough to show any sort of progression that he might ever end up in a Ferrari. Whereas, I'd go as far to say is that he's. If you. If you give um, Mick Schumacher and uh, Sonoda and hmm. Mazepin the the room for improvement, yeah. because we don't we don't know where they are, I would say he's the worst driver on the grid. If you if you give them a tip of the hat, I can't think of anybody else that like underperforms as much as Giovinazzi. Yeah, I know what you mean. Possibly Latifi, because. Maybe Latifi. I mean, sorry, what's he I, doing? But yeah, it's, then uh, it's it's a it's a hard one to call with Latifi <laughs> because you're right. Russell is massively outperforming the car, but we don't know what that car's performance is. No. Oh, we, do, we do. We, we do with we Russell. Think Russell's special. Yeah, yeah. We, but yeah. We, we think Russell's a bit special as well. But don't we, we saw we saw Latifi in F2 with Norris and Russell and Alburn possibly with Leclerc as well. I think he mm. would have been there for that year. And he didn't look good until they'd all disappeared. And even then he finished second to De Vries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, Giovinazzi, I don't know. He shows he shows flashes of adequacy. Yes, yeah. Every yeah. now and then you <laughs> think he might be making progress and then he sort of disappears yeah. for another five races. Now and again, he hits a vein of mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was one hell of an elbow. <clears throat> Sorry, the French keepers just tried to kill one of the Portuguese attackers. Oh, there is, like, stuff coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Teeth, by the looks of things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, you, you, you're missing a great cage match here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- this is Mick Foley, Triple H, um, No Way Out 99. <laughs> more action than Alfa Romeo. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah. We'll go. To, we'll go to Williams next. Again, Latifi, eighteenth, ordinary. Yeah. Just, just Latifi doing Latifi stuff. You know, yeah. It was, it's good. It's good for him. It's good for Williams that he got ahead of the um, Hasses though, because that puts them ahead of Hass in the constructors again. That is that is true. But George mm. Russell getting a Williams to twelfth on yeah. merit. Mm-hmm. With no retirements. 
Do you know the awful thing about that is, is the mm. fact that there is no retirement. Yeah. Any other race, usually in Formula One, you'd if he'd couple, have got his car you? up there, yeah, mm-hmm. you'd have had a couple fall out from the top and maybe he'd have got like up to maybe eighth or something like that. Yeah. Because uh, I, I had this conversation with someone that's that doesn't really think, uh, that, well, or gets confused at why we think that there's something special about Russell. Uh, because he keeps going back to the fact that he hasn't scored a point and uh, Kubitz did score points. And you go, well... Kubitz got lucky had in more, a freaky had, race. Yeah, he got lucky in a race, but over the course of seasons and qualifying, mm-hmm. George has just been better. Uh, so, no, it was a real shame, but what a, what a fucking drive, though. I mean, he says that's his best ever drive for Williams. Yeah, he does say that argue. at the same... Yeah, but at the same time where it's looking increasingly more rocky for Valtteri Bottas. Well, I yes. think, yeah, I, I think that was a timely interview, that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think a very, very timely performance. Not that Toto needs reminding about his quality. Two bad races. Is it the uh, summer break after Austria? No, we've got... Silverstone, I um, think. Silverstone and Hungary. Oh, and Hungary. I forget about Hungary. Oh, right, okay. The... Playing ages uh, he's off, got yeah. Four ages. races there. Yeah, we still got we still got another four races to go. I mean, it's um, it's another five weeks till the summer break. Mm. Wow. Four races, yeah, four races. And uh, if Bottas continues how he has been doing, um, he's replacing the summer. I, I, I guarantee it. Almost. I, just, guarantee. I don't know if just, he's replaced in the summer, but I think his announcement for being replaced might come in the summer. It's, uh, no, he can't because um, if another couple of laps in that race and Perez would have had Hamilton. So Perez is coming on form to the point that not only is he messing the strategies up for Mercedes, he's also he's going to be beating Hamilton if Red Bull have got the car to do it. Mm. And they can't have this. They can't have Bottas piddling around like four seconds off the lead driver's. They've they've got to do something or they're winning nothing. Hel- think- Helmut Marco's been good and sassy after this race. He said Perez is better than <clears throat> Bottas because he's more than just a wingman. I think he's right, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm, 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 I'm sticking my neck out with a bold prediction here. Oh. At some point between now and the end of the summer break, Perez gets a two-year extension announced. Yeah. I'll, oh, that I'll, seems I'll perfectly that. reasonable, yeah. I mean, um, Marco seems happy. That's terribly unusual. I'll stick my neck out. Oh. Um, he seems happy and, and he hasn't actually sacrificed anyone. Well, what what about this one for sticking the necks out? Because this, this is what I thought the other day. Um, when we had the hybrid era change and it's, it didn't work out for Vettel for ages. You know, he'll be, mm. Vettel is going to be happy to see the end of this, this era. What if Matt, it, if it doesn't suit Max and what if it's tyre limited again like it was in the old um, groove tyre days. And oh. that, like in the winter, £5 on Perez to win the World Championship, not a ridiculous Interesting. move. Interesting. And you've got to assume he'll be sort of, he'll make a better start next year because he'll have been in the team, assuming he's still yeah. in the team for next year. He yeah, I don't, think, don't forget he gets his two-year two deal that I've just offered him. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing is he seems to be getting his head around the way Red Bull build a car for Verstappen. For, for mm-hmm. Yeah, and if that, he can if he can thing. start driving like Verstappen, then he can drive yeah. a car that's built for Verstappen. Yeah, and it's like like we were saying at the beginning of the year. This was this is the year to see how good Perez is. Like, did we have like a world championship contender just sat around there in a pink car, 
and almost like knowing he's a decent Formula One driver, mm. but because of McLaren, because he comes with all that Mexican money as well, yeah, d- d- have we discounted him a little bit? I think so, yeah, because I mean, you know. We've all, we've always we've always rated him to make the best out of the situation that he's been in with mm. what was really a massively underfunded um, Force India Racing Force Point Delta variant. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know he he's always he's always had an underfunded car and he's outperformed it as it turns yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And you know I always I always said that he needs. He needs time to recover from the nightmare of a year that he had at McLaren. Because there's some, there's some drivers that would have completely destroyed. And Heike right. Kovalainen. And to an extent, K-Mag. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think K-Mag screwed K-Mag. <laughs> no, Brett screwed Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, but you know, a bad year at McLaren, and you know that that can that can be sort of career fucking, yeah. And yeah, yeah. you know, he's he's bounced back, and he's he's bounced back bloody well. Van Dorn, there, there's a, a career fucked by McLaren for now. Look at all the hassle we've given Red Bull over the years, and McLaren haven't done a bad job of it. I mean, you could say you could say to some extent Alonso as well because it drove him out of F one. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're probably right. Or was that? Or was that just Honda? But then again, no, it was Muck Honda. It was a partnership. It was fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and then Renault not being sort of on song at the beginning, where they realised, oh shit, it wasn't just the engine all along. So yeah, to to bounce back from from that to end up in your penultimate race with um, the Silverstone organisation mm-hmm. um, standing on the top step of the podium for the first time yeah no it was a, a great great effort yeah and then, then moving to a team with um, with wins under the belt I think it's helped him win in a race so early as well mm. you know it, the, the, it, I, I think in that situation where you're expected to be the wingman as well uh, it would it would be if you got halfway through the season without without winning anything, you you would start thinking to yourself, oh, well, am I actually going to get the chance to do something here? Whereas now he can just sort of kind of kind of sit back and do his job. Well, I don't know because I mean after after previous meat grinder performances, um, from basic basically from um, Gasly onwards, getting on the podium was what was required of him because no you know barely anybody else could yeah yeah and yeah he's managed that so yes, yes he has <laughs> <laughs> you know the win is a bonus and that's you know that's that's the next step next step up the ladder and it's like oh hang on he's leveled up twice yeah 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 so this this is why I think this is why I think we'll be seeing him in Red Bull for a few more years. It's amazing. How, it's, it's amazing it's how we got, got from Williams to Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's because of how boring Williams were, apart from Russell's sort of Russell's great drive. But there was still nothing to talk about. Is the you know? <laughs> yeah, he did, I don't think he really did. Well, we didn't see that much of it. No. No, the the, car, the cars were definitely there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, the um, the TV direction was a little bit <coughs> lacking. Um, should we just move on to Ferrari? Because I know uh. I know Lee is desperate <laughs> to get this one off his chest about Leclerc about and Charlie. 16th. Yeah. Not ideal, is it? Not ideal. To be perfectly honest, I can't even take the piss out of him because I don't know how it happened. Basically, they said that their tyres were degrading at twice the rate of everybody else. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was just tyre wear, but I, th- I I, wasn't sure. I thought maybe they'd been a screwed up like, pit stop or something like that. No, I but... mean, they, they two-stopped him, but also two-stopping won the race, so... Yeah. But he was he was the first of... Um, it, well, he was the first of the two-stoppers to stop. Yeah. He was the first of anyone to stop. I think he was, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, we, we saw what damage the, uh, the circuit can do at tyres on Friday when um, Carlos had that off. And he was actually he was actually down to the canvas on his tyres after, yeah. after he locked up and spun when he went across the red stuff. Yeah. And, you know, a couple, couple of lock-ups there, a little, little run wide. It's an abrasive circuit to begin with. And then, of course, these extra, extra abrasive zones on the outside in the runoffs. You know, they're, they're mm. tyre killers. But, no, I mean, science said that he reckoned the tyres were degrading at twice the rate of every other team. Wow. Um, Fernando said the week before, uh, the, the week leading up to that race, when he was asked about Ferrari, um, he said they'd been flattered by the street circuits. And as, and as soon as we get to mm. normal circuits again, they're going to fall back down to where they were. And he, he actually predicted that they'd fall back uh, past McLaren, past uh, Alpha Tauri, and uh, sorry, past uh, um, Austin Martin, and past Alpine. Can, can I looking on the money there. Can I can mm. I just point out something that I said after Monaco? Oh. So we know that Ferrari are going to be quite good in Hungary then. Maybe yeah, it's yeah like yeah, a street yeah. circuit yeah. but a circuit yeah yeah Monaco yeah. without the walls yeah. yeah no I prefer I prefer um, Monaco is hungry without the runoffs <laughs> <laughs> doesn't quite have the same prestige to it mm. uh, the beating Germany at the minute I'm all about hungry well, there you go. <laughs> not only are they beating Germany they're knocking Germany out of the Euros that's st- that is shocker oh, wow. that is a proper shocker to be fair. <laughs> Do I have to do my um, just to prove you can write off the Germans joke again? Where I just write no, off the Germans? No, too too niche, I think for for <laughs> present. I've still got it saved on my phone from uh, <laughs> last time they got knocked out of anything. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, all we saw Ferrari was basically lots of pit stops and lots of backwards. Yeah, yeah just I... a really bizarre occasion for them. Well, the interesting thing I I thought was because. Um, like science looked pretty good, like looked through tip uh, practice and mm-hmm. into qualifying, and he, uh, even in the ratio finishing uh, like ahead of Leclerc, even with with all the problems, albeit out of the points. Uh, I think if if he hasn't done it now, I think science is very close to being on top of Leclerc, and the the interesting thing of if science is on top of Leclerc. The interesting thing about it is, is that science isn't even driving to the best of his ability. Yeah, he definitely does look like he's, I think, got the measure of Leclerc. Certainly, I think in if, quality if he walked as well. in, yeah, if you walked into Formula One and you hadn't seen it before, and someone turned around and said, "Like, who do you think's Ferrari's lead driver?" I think you'd pick science. Yeah, seems fair. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't disagree with that. He's, I mean, he's also he's also proved that he's doing 
he's doing the second best out of everyone that's got a new car mm. this year. Mm. Uh, Perez is winning that championship yeah. by a long way. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he is now. But I mean, I would say that um, Science got on it quicker with Ferrari. You know, for, for, uh, he was doing better with what he had before uh, Perez was. You know, when Perez was still struggling, struggling a little bit, mm. um, Science was was closer towards uh, Leclerc. It's just that that car's you know it's, it's so much better than the Ferrari, isn't it? I mean, strictly speaking, I think in sort of like new driver compared to incumbent driver points wise, I think it would be Vettel, wouldn't it? He's doing the best. Oh, prob- probably now, yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. But again, it, it took it, race. it took Vettel a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we had we had twenty twenty model Seb for the first three races of the season. Not a classic. No, definitely, mm. definitely not the best vintage. <laughs> but now he's happy and we all like happy Seb yeah it was good another good drive I mean we'll, we'll get to we'll get to Aston Martin in a bit because um, we've got Alpine up next mm. um, Ocon contract hangover maybe possibly in yeah. 14th three year deal though that's I mean that is generous isn't it mega for him yeah I mean when you look at what's coming up behind him in the Renault Driver Academy yeah, they're pretty well stocked. You've got to, you've got to wonder. Um, is Fernando's seat looking a little shaky? No. I, I mean, I would assume that what they've got in the Renault Academy is for when Fernando chooses to step away. Mm. I, I wouldn't have thought they would be looking to. I mean, he's got a deal for next year anyway. I think yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. Well, one doesn't simply sack Fernando Alonso. No, you you just wait for him to quit. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. To be fair, well, I don't. I don't. Really, I really don't think it's going to going to happen. Um, it's yeah. He's not got a race winning car, but the, let's not forget the only frustration frustrated Fernando we ever really saw was for was Ferrari uh, when they started blaming him for Ferrari's mistakes, which they're still going through. When he carried that fucking team on his back for what four years? Yeah, but that's not the only frustrated Fernando we saw. The Fernando at McLaren was frustrated with, G- the, with their GP two engine. GP two engine, GP yeah. two. But, Fern- but he was Fernando, right. Fernando at McLaren the first time round was frustrated because this young bloody kid who's come from nowhere is getting all the attention. That's fair. That's fair. But I still believe we've that seen more frustrated Fernandos stupid. than we've seen unfrustrated Fernandos in his entire no, but you career. Didn't see- but you didn't see a frustrated Fernando when he went back to Renault before he went to Ferrari. And you didn't see a frustrated Fernando for most of Ferrari, to be perfectly honest. For most of for most of Ferrari, even because well, no, I mean the that... stuff was going on, he was pretty fucking diplomatic when he didn't have, when he didn't have to be. Yeah, because there was all the stuff going on that he didn't actually see, like all the stuff that was going on at Renault that he didn't actually see. They broke the fucking rules to keep him unfrustrated. Well, that's that's up to them to run the team. That's not him. <laughs> I mean, I but said the, they brought the rules. What up. I mean is, at, at one I point think... they were under investigation for breaking the what the hell is that? Oh, it's Asterix Noblix. Um, I think at uh, one point they were on the verge of being. Deal. At one point they were on on the verge of being accused of breaking the law to keep him unfrustrated. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> well, does that mean does that mean that they cheated to keep Charles Leclerc happy? No, I'm talking about Renner. No, okay. No, I'm just yeah, saying Ferrari, game. though. Like, does that mean does that mean they cheated to keep uh, 
Leclerc happy? No, Ferrari Ferrari cheated because Ferrari can be a bunch of dirty cheating cheats. It's what they As do. As every single team can, flexi <laughs> wings for a kickoff. Um, no, I just I, I I don't think you're going to see that because because at least he can compete, and that's you could they couldn't compete with McLaren. It, you know, it, it was just a car that if it moved forward, it was slow, and then it exploded. Yeah, and I I think that's the don't, don't don't forget. Can you imagine the promises he must have been had to go there and not take a sabbatical or something at that time? Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, <clears throat> we all said it looks like the golden package, doesn't it? McLaren getting back together with Honda. Honda have yeah. had a years years worth of extra development without um, being stuck with this engine token system. They could turn up on the grid with an absolute rocket. Mm. As it turned out, they fitted it backwards. <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if Honda would have gone to McLaren without Ron Dennis. I wonder if they, like if that Honda partnership would have started with Seidel and mm. um oh, what's his name? I forgot his name. Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah. With the two of them, what would we have seen? Because <laughs> I, I I still believe that like he, he was a massive issue with with the whole situation, you know. Even down to vetoing um, uh, Salba getting Honda engines mm. when Salba wanted to take Honda engines. And let's be perfectly honest: the only reason Red Bull is where it is with that Honda engine is because Red Bull gave them Toro Rosso and said, "Do with what you will." Yeah, mm. well, t- I, I think I think I know where we'd be if it um, if it had been Zach Brown and Seidel instead of um, Ron Dennis and the little furry white cat that sits on his lap that he strokes for fun. <laughs> um, I think we'd have been talking about another Lando and Danny one-two this weekend. I, I don't think Fernando would have left. That's the thing. I what, think, what's uh, the chain then if they if they don't yeah. go that way? Because uh, what, what I will point out and. Um, I think Fernando even said this when he'd left, uh, that he said the, uh, even though it hadn't worked in McLaren, the only engine that was going to beat Mercedes was going to be a Honda. Well, it's called that, right? So, yeah, I, th- that's the thing. I think it's a series of unfortunate events. It's it's crazy the... Uh, like it doesn't. Things just don't seem to work for certain drivers, do they? I think like even Daniel Ricciardo, you could look at. You know, who would have seen Daniel Ricciardo struggling the way he is at McLaren? Who'd have guessed that? Yeah, um, he, you know, he's got he's going through twenty nineteen all over again mm. with yeah. slightly yeah. better results than he got in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Oh, and but the worst part is he's got a much tougher teammate. Yeah, he's not got a Hulkenberg. Yeah. No, he's got a teammate that can get on the podium. Yeah, looking every bit of the future world champion right now. Mm. Um, so Alpine up and down showing at the home race, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a good drive from Fernando. They, they lack race pace, though, don't they? There's definitely a point. There's, there was a point in that race where Alpine started to go backwards. It was just Fernando didn't go backwards quite as far as like Ocon did is the lack of another Renault powered team uh, is that hurting Alpine because there's you know they've only got two cars to get the data off and can't be ev- helping every yeah. other engine supplier has got has got at least two teams 
I don't know. I mean, it it depends now with you know with the engine homologate, homologation and stuff like that. I don't I don't know. I don't know what else can be done to the engines. You know, I don't know what the extra data gets pumped into now. But um, but I mean, what is, I, what, is this a throwback to pre-season testing where they couldn't get they couldn't get the same engine data that the other teams got from running those cars? Because yeah. don't forget, you can you know you can run, testing is run what you brung. I still say that the um, the problem Alpine's got is they when you look at like the airbox solution they've got for that car, the, when you get one car which has a massively different solution to everybody else, if it's not winning the world championship, they've got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that that's there just seems to be, and part of me wonders whether that was like a quick fix for something. Whether that was like, look, we can't we can't spend time doing this because we're gonna we're focusing on twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, um, we just do this. So it's almost almost like a bronze situation, you know, where yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. Who get it, was it built. That, get it out. I can't remember mm. who it was that said it. Um, I think I think it might have been Ed Straw from the race. Um, but apologise apologies if I'm um, putting somebody somebody else's words in Ed Straw's mouth. But said that the Which one is, he, is that the big guy Ed Straw? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, he's ace him. I really like him. But I think it was him that said the Alpine airbox is the great compromise. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not 100% sure about it, but this is... It's isn't... fixing something, but because something was broken. Yeah, this this isn't this isn't crap, so we'll go with it. Yeah. It's not brilliant, but it's not desperate. Like I said, like I, said I think it was him. If, um, if it's not, if somebody else can find the source of that quote, you know, drop us drop us a tweet at Three Legs Four Wheels and let us know. Mm-hmm. But I, def- I definitely saw it from a proper motor racing journalist who I respect. Yeah, so it wasn't just not Selwood. one of us lot. Then. But not not one of us no. lot. It wasn't Joe Selwood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Alpha Tauri again. Binary time. Um, Gasly in seventh. I mean, Gasly Do- doing Gasly things. Gasly's great redemption continues. Yeah, absolutely. Talking of drivers that had one year at the team that breaks them. Um, feel a little sorry for him with Ocon's new contract because, you know, I had him down as an Alpine driver next year. Gasly's best place is going to be Williams. It's looking that way. I mean, all right, he's doing the business in AlphaTauri. Hmm. But what's that going to lead to? Because he's not going to end up in, he's not going to end up in the Red Bull. Nope. Um, you know, so. Max, Max is there for as long as him and Jos want, and I'm just giving Perez a two-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, realistically, I, th- I think this has thrown um, Red Red Bull's performance this year has shaken everything up, hasn't it? Because mm. uh, I, I don't see Max Verstappen leaving Red Bull now because uh, they seem to have built the best car this year, and the rules haven't even changed. Um. And uh, what's his name? Sonoda. Sonoda. Sonoda, who was sort of uh, brought in as um, the great new hope, uh, he doesn't seem to be it, does he? He's No, I mean, he had a fantastic start in Bahrain. Yeah, so did Kevin Magnussen. (laughs) Good first race, got on the podium. Yeah, in Australia. Yeah, but, you know, first races, <laughs> rather, rather than countries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he had a fantastic first race in Bahrain. The week after, 
um, I was on um, I was on a radio show with um, with our mate Danny O'Brien. Yeah, in Ireland, and it was me and Virtual Statman that were guests on his show. And I said, I reckon Sonoda is the real deal. And Sean pulled me up on this one and said, just watch it. You've only got one race to go on. Don't go, don't go making, uh, don't go making bold statements like that until you've got some more evidence. And now I've seen some more evidence of what Sonoda's being like in his first season. I mentioned it to Sean at the weekend, and uh, basically I got a told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's really weird, isn't it? Like, there's, I, I don't, I don't quite understand what it is, but the, there, there's always been like this theme with Japanese drivers where they look extremely quick mm-hmm. but they crash a lot fast well, and crashy yeah what was it um the yeah. guy the guy that was brought in to to save Tyrrell in the last couple of seasons before BAR Tora Takagi he was absolutely amazing in testing in the first couple of practice sessions stuck him in the car in qualifying and you know have a bricklayer on standby to rebuild the walls he's running into <laughs> yeah yeah uh, Takuma Sato as well. Yeah. You know, he he looked. Uh, I, I still think Sato might be the most impressive Japanese driver we've had in Formula One. If I don't think I'd be wrong. I mean, in IndyCar, they still they still call him the animal. Oh yeah, he'll still have you in IndyCar. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, watch, watching him. Uh, he was he was he was being lapped the other week, and he was racing whoever was passing him for I, lols. I think it might have been Grosjean. I think it was Grosjean in that Indy Road race. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. I think the, you know, we've we've not we've not seen. I mean, Sonoda's there because of Honda, because mm-hmm. he's you know he's one of their development drivers, and you know, okay, they they put him, they put him in the car. Honda are still sort of fairly running the rule a little bit over Red Bull with over the Red Bull teams with the engine supply. And obviously the intellectual property, um, taking Sonoda on was going to be a help towards getting the IP for the engines to become Red Bull Powertrains Limited. Or what, is that what they're called? Yes. Um, but you, you've got to wonder, if he carries on being this inconsistent, has he got a future in that team? No. Not when you've got not. someone like Liam Lawson or who else have they got in F2 this year? Jay Anderuvala, Yuri Vips. Yuri Vips. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that there there are there are other drivers coming through, and but we, we've we've asked this question before. And Lee, you you were the first one to bring it up. What is the point of AlphaTauri? Because it's it's now, and I think Chris has said it many times as well. It's now got to the point where they're not putting drivers into the Red Bull long term, and Red Bull have gone outside the program for the first time since David Coulthard. Mm. Um. It I, it doesn't work, does it? Because if you get a good team, like let's say, um, like look at Ferrari for instance, right now, because they're, they're the perfect example because both of them are quite young. Um, if 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 they can build a decent car that keeps those guys happy, what's the point in being the, a, a Ferrari young driver at the moment? Having a surname that um, is Schumacher. <laughs> Yeah, but even even then, I mean, what? But what? Do you yeah, do then that who do you get rid of to get him in the car? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't quite get what the 
I, I get what's in it for Red Bull. You know, they're like they're bringing all this talent through, and we do we do have to like tip the hat to them to to that extent. At least these guys are getting the chances. You know, they're they're giving people chances to come in. And but basically, the last two young drivers they came in, they gave a chance in the main car. They just you know neither of them could handle it. But um, I don't I don't know if you've got if you've got a driver like Max Verstappen. You can't really. You you're breeding number twos, aren't you? Mm. It's not like it's not like they're looking for the next uh, Vettel or the next uh, um, Max Verstappen. No, they're looking, they're looking for the looking next for Rubens ne- Barrichello. Yeah, the next the next <laughs> Felipe Massa. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, I think you know the the separation between Red Bull and AlphaTauri needs needs to continue, and there should you know there should be a fully fledged team in their own right. But you know it it needs Marco to take that step back and stop dicking about with the driver lineups. It's not his style. That that's the, that's the thing. I mean, we, you know, we've had one hell freezing over. We're not going to get two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, Sonoda uh, started from the pit lane because of a very strange crash and issue with the car. Did you see the? Did you see the way that the rear end was vibrating as he backed it into the wall after he? Spun? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think it was an. Um, I think that I it think, wasn't. It, I think it was a suspension failure. No, no, that shaking was. Um, it's essentially what what you're doing is you're going backwards, but your car's going forwards. That's that. That that's just force going through the. Going through, going through the axle, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I, I do, there was nothing wrong with that. He lost the car on the way in. That's all. He just, he was just yeah, pushing it too is hard just sort and of lost an, the car. Sort of extreme chatter. Yeah, it just, yeah. Just, it, yeah, just, it just, it just looked odd at the time at, um, at full speed. Well, it was, it was, it's odd for anybody to go backwards the way they were facing. If you know what I mean. You know, yeah, it's, they, it's not what went, you're looking for as a general rule. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what he does in the next race. But I don't know. I don't. It's, he it's he gonna, needs to change it. It's going to be one of those which Sonoda's going to turn up. Is it going to be the fast? Is it going to be the adequately fast one, or is it going to be the crashy one? Could be both. I know. I know that you won't yeah. let me use Yuki or Yuki. Well, it was Stephen. No. It was Stephen, Stephen Terror that came up with that one. <laughs> uh, I, I I just think that he's he's in the position now where. The pressure's on him, and he seems to be a very um, emotional young man. Mm. Yeah, I quite enjoy him on the radio, though. He's quite lively. Mm. He wears his heart on his sleeve. And for anyone that's hearing the uh, background purring, Dizzy has joined the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where are we next? Aston Martin. Right, Lance Stroll, 10th place. Now, on the face of it, well, that's what he should be doing. Started 19th. Yeah, good recovery after yeah, in a race, disappointing In a race Polly. with no retirements, got up to 10th. It's a shame we didn't see more of his race, because I know he started on the hard tyre, so some of it would have been strategy, but I think some of it was on track action as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was actually he was actually managing the tyres pretty well. Um, yeah, I think Aston Martin did that, did that all round, because Vettel started outside the top 10 on the hard tyres as mm-hmm. well. And managed to get up to ninth. They were the anti-Ferrari. They both started out of the points and both got points. Yeah. Yeah, Aston looks like they're coming together. Yeah. Quite a bit. 
And as we've said before, this gives us a happy Vettel, and we like a happy Seb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think you know, I think we, I think we saw a, a decent performance, and I think that is that is roundabout where they should have finished. Yeah, lo- yeah lower yeah. points, I think, is is where we think they are. I, mean, I think they're at least. They're at least in a, what what seems to be a good position to move forward now. Yeah. And say this every time, the Silverstone outfit is a second half of the season team. Don't know if it's something to do with the weather or the factory settings or something, but you know, I think I think we'll we'll see them improve, and I think we'll you know we'll see we'll see more tops, a couple more top six finishes out of them before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. Podiums, main shenanigans, but top six. They've already got one podium, don't forget. Yeah. There were shenanigans. There were shenanigans, this is very true. (laughs) I I still think there's, if a shenanigans race, there's more chance of a McLaren win than a Aston Martin podium. Yeah. Maybe some weather. We'll talk about that later. Maybe maybe this weekend. Yeah. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Could could happen. Um, Although... Well, I mean, you're saying there's more chance of McLaren win than an Aston Martin podium. Well, chances are, if the shenanigans mean that the Mercedes and the Red Bulls are out, then that could actually put an Aston Martin on the podium if they With are... With a winning McLaren, potentially. Yeah, 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 they are the next fastest team behind McLaren. McLaren seems to be that team right now. You know, like Jordan was in a... Excuse me, I had too much pasture, I've got hiccups. <laughs> um, the uh, McLaren seems to be that team, like Jordan were... Um, in 2008, where they, they it feels like oh, just out of nowhere they're going to have a one-two somehow. <laughs> you know, it, it won't mm. just be a win; it'll be a one-two. 2008? You mean 98? 98. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> wow. In in, uh, in my timeline, Jordan did much better. <laughs> um, yeah, there were Force India by then. I think just. <laughs> Well, the Force India may have, the... may have still been. Su- were they Super Aguri before they? No, were the, Force no, they were Spiker and Spiker. Midland. Super Aguri were a new team, and yes. then weren't a team. Yes, I get confused with those yeah. two. Here's here's one quickly before we move on. Mm. Uh, which is the worst team name? Um, oh. Force India or uh, Racing Point? I think it's Force India. I feel like they're both kind of shit. Well, the problem the problem yeah. is, oh. the problem is Racing Point Neither was good. kind of kind of bought as an off the shelf company name. I think mm-hmm. they basically took the word racing and then like flicked through a dictionary and then went stop <laughs> and that's what they got. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean For- Force India that came from the workings of VJ Malia's head. Yeah, which is never great really, is it? No. You know, I mean, at one point, apparently they were going to be uh, Kingfisher Racing. I see that would have that would have made more sense. Oh yeah, at least, a, at least this is a title yeah. sponsor sort of argument to that. But but the, you know, yeah. the were part of his Kingfisher group, which was an airline and a beer. Yeah, two things which naturally go together. Just throw some driving mm. into the mix. And yeah, there there's a party. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which one's worse because the, the both had the lack of merits. I think. I mean, they called themselves Force India to get sponsorship from Indian companies. Yeah, and they got Sahara. And Did they have Tata Steel for a little while as well? I think they might have done. Yeah. So, you know, it it worked. It sort of proved its point. 
And no, stop it. <laughs> Sorry, no pun intended. I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> it worked. It proved. It proved its concept that it's a name <laughs> yeah. designed to attract Indian businesses. Uh, Racing Point. I mean, what what was the rationale behind that? It was like the point can stand for anything. Like, well, you'd rather get more than one every race, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do McLaren? Yes. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't forget, I have got two weeks worth of bad jokes here with not having done a show last week and being two days late with this one. Uh. <laughs> just, just Only five days till the next show. Just wait till the shunt, that's all I'm saying. Have you got one tonight, by the way? Sorry? Have you got a, <laughs> have you got a shunt tonight, by the way? I, maybe. There is, we'll, we'll see how, what time we're on later. I'll have to dig it out. <laughs> Right, uh, McLaren. Uh, sixth for Danny, fifth for Lando. They are the third fastest team on the grid. Yeah, good day. Danny seems to be getting more and more to grips with the car. Um, yeah. You know, he, he was saying he was struggling, he was going to have to change his driving style to suit it more. Um, God, God knows what he's having to do. Um, but... I mean, the the worst thing would be if that car doesn't suit late braking because that is the main part of Danny, Danny Rick's driving style. He sounded like he was having fun again this weekend, didn't he? When he was, I think, did he have a little bit of a skirmish with Alonso quite early on and possibly Gasly as well? Yeah, what was what was it? Um, woo, eat that when he passed uh, someone. There were, yeah, there were general sort of wacky Daniel Ricciardo noises on the radio. And we've not heard a great deal of that this season. But, um, yeah, I mean, McLaren, you know, what what can you say apart from they are now starting to do McLaren things again? Yeah, I I still think um, Daniel Ricciardo was overpraised for this weekend. Like, there was lots of talk about Daniel Ricciardo being back to normal and that sort of stuff, but, I mean... I think he's getting cause there. It, he's getting there, but at one point we thought... Um, uh, we thought Lando had been just left out in the fucking cold, and I, I realised it like because of the tyres and stuff, it might have worked out as an advantage, uh, pitting later than mm-hmm. it did than it did for Ricardo. But I still can't help feel that even if you swap those strategies around, Lando still finishes ahead of Ricardo. I mean that that's a possibility, but Lando is a lot more. A lot more familiar with how the car works. It is last year's car with a Mercedes engine chucked in the back. Yeah, yeah, but to all, intent, but, but to all intents and purposes. But you know, everyone's saying, you know, we've got we've got the Danny Rick of old back. No, we're getting the Danny Rick of old back in gradual stages. He put the car where it deserved to be this week. Yeah, but he was. I mean, he had to let his teammate through, who and his his teammate fucking carved through half the grid to get there. That's the that that's the thing you can only really compare yourself to your teammate, and yet again, Lando did him on much fresher tires, and the strategy worked for him. No, yeah, but that's what I said. But I say that still that still ends up the same, whether they swap strategies or not. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think it would work like that because I mean, you saw you saw the overall um, even the straight line speed difference in the. Uh, no, but I think he'd be too far down tires. the load. But I think he'd. Have, I think Lando would have been too far down the road for Ricardo to get back to him with the better tyres. 
just just over the course of having good tyres, I think Lando would have outperformed it and maybe kept his tyres in a bit better as well. Uh, the problem is the problem is with France though it's that it's that unpredictable on the tyres. Nobody knows what the hell's going to happen. You know, could 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 we have seen on um, Sunday morning both Ferraris were going to end up outside the points because the tyres just had nothing. And I think that's that's it's it's one of those. I don't I don't I, I don't know that it's something that may have happened. It's something that may not have happened. Just, just purely by dint of the, the randomness of the French road surface. Oh, they has overturned it. <laughs> it's a goal. This is bad for me. I have Portugal in work sweepstake. They're still going to get through if they come third. Yeah, but they won't like this. Oh no, they'll get knocked. No, Germany are out at the minute. We're talking Euros yeah, again. Let's not confuse yeah. what is visibly in our room that only we can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is but true. But no, this puts Portugal bottom. Oh dear. Uh, right then. Are we doing the top two teams all at the same time, or are we going to do Merck and Red Bull separate? Because I think we need to talk about Mercedes on their own. Yeah. We can start mm. and see how it progresses. See where it goes. Um, right. We'll, we'll start with Bottas. He had, he had opinions. Mm. He definitely had opinions about the strategy. I mean, the strategy didn't work for him, so to that extent, yeah. You can see why well, he was unhappy with it, but what strategy he could have made work is a different question. There's an interesting thing about this that I, uh, if anybody that watches Formula One stuff on YouTube, if you're not watching um, Pete Windsor's things, it's like really worth it. Like it, even even if you see it and it doesn't look <laughs> the prettiest, Pete Pete Windsor is like as good as he is talk about Formula One. His video editing skills do not match that, <laughs> but. Um, the if you if you can get if you can get past the my dad's on the internet now sort of <laughs> thing about it, um, he pointed out that both Max Verstappen and um, Lewis Hamilton would taken much different lines to Bottas to preserve tires, and all through the weekend Bottas couldn't follow the same racing line as Hamilton was. And because of the because of the lines he was taking, he was putting more loads in his tires and wearing them down faster. You know, so it was it was it wasn't the fact that the the that the strategy didn't work for it. Bottas simply couldn't do the same thing. Mm. I and mean, it's this is the thing, like him coming across the radio shouting, I told you it was a two stop, I told you it was a two stop. You go, Well, listen here, motherfucker. Your teammates on a one stop. And uh, he nearly won the race. And if you'd have kept that guy behind you for another half a lap, Lewis wins that Grand Prix. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even remotely defend against Vettel the second uh, Vettel against Verstappen the second mm. time. I mean, the first time nope. he defended, but went off track, and Max had to back up. Uh, I um... the second time it was just like, yeah, you've got it. Go on. I think you let him through. I think he's. I think he's been vetted. I think he's already had the word that he's done. Uh, I don't know if he's had the word that he's got. Well, that he's going to be done. But considering when Perez met uh, Bottas, Bottas had considerably older tyres again than he had when Max Verstappen did it, and he didn't lock up and let Verstappen through like uh, like um, Perez through. Then I, there's a little bit of me thinks he. Didn't care whether Vettel won that race or not. 
Verstappen. Oh, sorry, Verstappen. I'm catching. I've, You've I've started I've, a I've thing. I've set you off. I've set it you is. off. It is. I was absolutely murried all that then, didn't I? Um, yeah, the, I, I mean, I'm, that, that's probably nonsense. But it's, when Verstappen got past him, it just seemed a bit easy. Because re- realistically, at that point, his tyres are fucked anyway. It's not like he's got to try and keep, um, like keep pace up. He all he had to do is keep the guy behind him, and he didn't cover the inside. You know, it's, that would have been surely your your best option would have been to plant your car in the middle of the track and go through the corner slowly, rather than whatever he was doing. Yeah, it would. It just seemed. I don't know. It just seemed an odd, odd performance. I mean, the the first, the first lap where Max was attacking, mm-hmm. um, Bottas ended up running running a little off wide at the chicane, but managed to get it back on and hold the position, mm-hmm. and not have to give it up. And I, I just wonder if he took something extra out of the tyres, and it took him a couple of laps to come back to him. Because it was yeah. the, it was the next it was the next lap when Verstappen made the pass and he had absolute you know he had absolutely nothing. Mm. Then Verstappen goes on to make the pass on Hamilton on the straight mm-hmm. after getting a much better exit out the corner and getting a lot more straight line speed. And then I, th- I think he got him just at the start of the DRS zone as well. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think the DRS had actually been open for all that long because mm. it you know it wasn't even it wasn't even under braking because he was just passed and away and off. Yeah, mm. um, but then Perez, Perez passing Bottas, maybe the tyres had come back slightly. Maybe they'd told him, "Calm down, shut the fuck up, and get on with your job." Maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know. But it just, it but, it, just but it still strange. but it still didn't work. No, uh, but, but you know that, and that's that's the thing though. You know it's. Like Bottas was on the same strategy as Lewis. I do wonder why they didn't bring him in. I know Bot. I know Toto Wolf said it was because they thought Perez might get a a penalty, mm. and they thought they might get the podium back. But a little bit of me doesn't believe that, and a little bit of me thinks they just left him hanging out to dry because of the way he was on the radio. I mean, Toto says he likes the way that Bottas was on the radio. He welcomes sort of that that spirit. Oh, Sonoda in uh, Mercedes next year then. Possible, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to come to the conclusion. I think uh, Total Wolf might be full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Chris isn't here, but his spirit lives on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris has gone from Total's biggest fan to um, Total's biggest critic in uh, in the space of about two months. Yeah, I'd say it's just. I think he's. I think there's less. Um, there's less differences between Toto Wolf and um, Christian Horner than people might think. I think it's just maybe maybe Toto Wolf is better at being Christian Horner than Christian Horner is. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, you've got, you've got to go a long way at the top. They are Toto's a windbag, and he'll complain about anything. I thought it was That's Toto saying saying Christian was a winged bag. I thought it was that oh, way. Is it? I don't know. The, the both had that. I many... feel like I can hear it in an Austrian accent. The I both had that many jibes head. at each other recently. It's hard to tell who said he's what. A, he's a windbag who likes to be on TV. Well, it's definitely oh, did a Totoism. You see? Oh, did you see um, uh, uh, Rosberg speaking to Toto Wolf at the end of the race where he? He said he said he didn't think Hamilton was like harsh enough with 
Vettel. No, we with, had we had a very quick departure from the race for the football. Yeah. But he also <laughs> brought up. He said, "Well, now um, uh, Red Bull have fixed their flexi wing problem. Um, it, are you going to fix your flexi wing problem?" Because I, I can't remember was the front or the brother or the rear wing. It's he said the, because you're. It's the front wing from Mercedes that gets all the attention for being too flexible. Is it? Yeah. And he said because because he says your your rear wing is still flexing more than anybody else. And um, Total Wolf turned around and said, "What are you trying to do? Fit us up?" <laughs> um, and no, and Christian Horner turned around and said, "No." He said, "We'll just let them wallow it in in defeat in defeat today. We'll worry about the wing next week." Excellent. Whoa. Well, that sounds fun. Would have been able to watch that if you weren't Welsh. Well, there you go. <laughs> you get what you dealt with. <laughs> um, on to Hamilton. Um, took advantage of Max's mistake on uh, on lap one. And basically hung on as, he, as long as he could until his tyres gave out. Although he started complaining about the tyres on lap two. That has got to be a new record. It's up there. It is very early to be complaining about the tyres. You know, I don't, I don't know what it's code for, but whatever it's code for was happening on lap two. Because <laughs> it's not the tyres, I'm sorry. Do we reckon it's wind? It was windy, wasn't it, on Sunday? Yeah, there was... Um, I mean, the wind was blowing in various directions most of the weekend, and it was fa- fairly strong. You know, you'd see it up to sort of gusts up about 15 kilometres an hour at some points, which, you know, it's not much when you're going out for a walk, but when you're in a very sensitively aero-tuned F1 car, you know, that's that's the equivalent of walking behind a jumbo jet engine. And we, yeah. all, we all remember that episode of Top Gear where they used a uh, caravan to demonstrate. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, I don't know, it could have been. It was, um, like, a, it, just, it just struck me as remarkably early to say that he was having... Um, Having trouble, and it it was um, I think it, it was the rears this time because the fronts were okay. Mm. You know, we, we we need the we need the Lewis Hamilton translation. Yeah, tailwind, headwind for front and rear tire. That's what I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. That uh, could be. That could be. Uh, right on to Red Bull. Um, Perez, yeah, he's got he's got to grips with the car. You know, a win in the, th- so. win in the third in his last two races. It's, yeah, looking the, good. The signs are looking positive. It's it's the fastest car. It's looking like the fastest car on the grid. And yeah, it's. Uh, and who would have thought it there? It, you know, in France, which has been such a Mercedes circuit. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, definitely, and proof again that Perez is great on tyres because I mean he did yeah. all, he did he did that on one stop. Mm-hmm. He was late stopping, wasn't he? Of the sort of the front runners, he stayed out a bit longer. Yeah, just just purely by dint of being able to. Yeah, because I think I think he was actually he was actually being. I think there was only about a four, three or four second gap between him and Hamilton when they brought him in. That had come down from wow. about twenty five seconds. And again, it's just yeah, Perez. I'm trying to find another description other than the tyre whisperer, but it's the best well, word. Well, that's... Yeah, him delicate. and Norris are the only two that made that work, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, <coughs> you know, he's he's, def- he's definitely shown that Red Bull have made the right move and have solved their number two problem. Mm-hmm. Although, 
Um, buggers up, <laughs> buggers up the rest of the operation. Like I've said before, I expect a two-year contract in the summer. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. And then we get on to Max. Um, made up for a mistake on turn one and a half. Yeah, I mean, a one. slow start is pretty much the only sort of complaint you can have, really, isn't it? Yeah. Which I missed because I was still at work. <laughs> um, Red Bull strategised it perfectly with the undercut. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you heard how shocked Hamilton was when he came out of the pits in uh, net second. Well, that was all Bottas's fault, wasn't it, for coming in when he came in? Yeah. Because, yeah, Red Bull, essentially, they weren't undercutting Hamilton, they were covering Bottas. And then it just just turned in, turned in Red Bull's complete favour. But really, after after the second corner on lap one, didn't put a foot wrong. No. And had a number two driver doing the exact right things with him. Um, certainly not the per- not the perfect performance, but, you know, what what is. But he did enough to win and win comfortably. Mm-hmm. It's how you win titles. Not yeah. perfect, but gets the job done. Yeah. I mean, what's it, the, the adage in um, NFL? Offen- offense wins games, defense wins titles. <laughs> that's, that's, going, that's going back to an old, old podcast. Yes. But, you know, apparently it is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe our new, um, new Twitter follower, um, ex-NFL player Will Blackman, will care to attest this. <laughs> <laughs> he started following us at the weekend. Um, right, what does that leave us with? Rockstars and wankers. Ooh. Uh, Rockstars, Red Bull in general. Drivers yeah. and strategists. Yes. Lando. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Russell. La- I'm going Russell Lance Stroll. Yeah, race day rock star for Lance Stroll. Mm. Had his Saturday compromised and rock starred his way out of it. Um, I fear this may be a long list. Wankers. <laughs> um, James Vowles, because he admitted it was all down to him. Yeah, M- Mercedes strategy general all round disaster. I mean, Bottas kinda, but also made the race very interesting. So, yeah, <laughs> bit of both, maybe. It's like a kind of Gene Simmons interview: a rock star that is a wanker. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> any any other nominations? Actually, I'm going to go for another rock star: the Paul Ricard circuit for once. Yes. With their crazy gorilla trophies and. Yeah, they are still weird as <laughs> weird as hell. True to character, Red Bull did all their team photos next to the giant blue polar bear thing. Just uh, for the, the crazy. Of course. <laughs> um any other any other thoughts? No, I don't think so. This is the thing with there not being any crashes or anything, you don't really have anyone to be too wankery about. I mean, do we put Sonoda in the wanker category for um, buggering up qualifying on Saturday? Again? No, because it Again? wasn't him. It was, it was Schumacher, no. wasn't it, that buggered up qualifying? Or just him generally? Well, um, Sonoda knackered it up in Baku and he, yeah. and he went off. Um, but it was Schumacher who he, he did cause on a strong. red flag. He yeah. did. Strictly yeah, he speaking, did again, I missed that because I got stuck at work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Schumacher probably was more the quali wanker than Sonoda. Yeah, people who can't can't complete qualifying laps, they just fall yeah, into the wanker category wankers. in general. Um, right, that is that is a, that is about a race review, I would say. 
Yeah. Oh, also, um, wanker for the weather because at one point it did look like it was going to be wet on Sunday, and it wasn't. Okay, we still got quite a good race, but it was wet during the start of the F three. Uh... Then it dried out. The F three race was the F one race that we should have had Saturday afternoon. It was that dull. Yeah. I wonder if that's what caused the tires to wear so much. You know, was the because it was the, a clean like, track, overnight rain and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just Not a bad show. They didn't account for. Mm. Yeah, track. Yeah, track. Track, track had rubbered in, in and then got clean, then just got sort of completely cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah, good, good call. Uh, right. You sounded surprised that Lee had made a good call. Shouldn't be surprised by now. Let's be honest. <laughs> Twenty-four stopped clocks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> saying that maybe we should start calling me the Oracle. <laughs> You're about as up-to-date as Oracle used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turned into teletext. The in- the internet on televisions before you got the internet on your TV. Uh, right. I, you- I, I remember fond days of playing Bamboozled when I was a child. Bamboozle oh, on teletext was fucking Quality ace. quiz, quality quiz. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, look it up on the internet. I think it- you can still get Bamboozle t-shirts for sort of retro niche value. Can you? Yeah. Oh, right. I'll have a look at. I'll have a look for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> really confused everyone at work. I went. I went to. I went to work the other week in a t-shirt with a picture of the test card on, and everyone was like, "What the hell's that?" Like me proving how sad I am. Should we do? Should we do some news? Why not? Uh, right. Let's. Yas Marina has a new layout, and apparently, it's going to be easier to overtake. Yeah, I think this is from this year, isn't it? I think it has been ratified for. For this year, people it has, have voted. Yes. Yep, they're getting rid of the um, chicane before the hairpin. It's one of those. I never think of Abu Dhabi as a terrible race, but it's not a classic either. So, it's, more it's, raciness? Why not? It's usually a little bit parady, which it, which is the problem. It's it's calendar position as well. Does that for it? Doesn't it? People mm. can't be asked at that time of the year if everything's been settled. It's like what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, great. We'll sit down and watch this exciting battle for 7th. I mean, we did get to see Hulkenberg hanging like a cow. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, um, Hulkenberg got married last week. Oh, Just right. as a random aside of news. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Mr and Mrs Hulkenberg. He won Le Mans, you know. Well, there you oh, go. <laughs> Um, yeah, so apparently we're going to uh, we're going to be seeing much better racing at Abu Dhabi this year, which will, uh, which to be honest, would be nice. I mean, it worked. It worked for Bahrain, didn't it? Trying a different configuration for LOL. So I I still want to see another race on the Squoval. Mm. I know F one doesn't want circuits where the lap times under a minute because why it was it's fun. Not what they do, but that that was it, you know it looked like a bloody good circuit. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Robert Kubica will be back in Alfa Romeo testing. Yeah, so this is, I think, at Austria as opposed to Styria. I think it's going to be Kubica and Eilert. Or maybe one is doing one, one is doing the other. I can't remember. I read you'd, the story you'd th- earlier. You'd think on a Friday that um, they'd want one of the race drivers in the car. You would. You would. Because, of course, it's Styria first, then Austria. You've got You've got to love the calendar. For reasons, mm. yes. Um, now, 
Kibitza in testing has proved to be a little bit quicker than um, than Giovinazzi. Which isn't great luck for Giovinazzi, really, is it? You got to hand it. To... No, no, don't, don't, don't. don't I only, don't go I, there. I only started. <laughs> I only started it because Lee didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kibitza has been a little bit um, has been a little bit more rapid, and it was it was um, it was on decent pace. Obviously, it's the usual FP one thing. You don't know what program they're running. You know, is it is it brand new tires and qualifying fuel? Mm. So you can't tell, but he still seems to think that the F one his F one dream isn't over. I mean, what is the F one dream for him these days? I mean, I feel like it probably is. Mm. That's the thing, you know. He's, he's he's got he's got DTM, which this year is GT three cars. They're not even they're not even using the pretense of using touring cars touring car shaped things anymore. They've just gone uh, full FIA GT three spec. So I I don't know, but it, it'll be interesting to see what Callum Eilert can do. Yeah, yeah, I'm pleased he's getting a a run out as well because it's like you say, Lee. He's just been sat around getting rusty. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't think he's the yeah the the I think he possibly could be doing a better job than certainly a Giovinazzi. Hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be good to see what kind of performances they put in. And of course, we're um, we're in the we're sort of one third of the way into a triple header now, aren't we? So we have Styria predictions to make. Yes, they mm. should be fun because we didn't do France predictions. We didn't. We um we sort of lapsed for a week. Like I said, I just want to really apologise for missing last week's show and being late this week. It's it's this real life thing. I don't know about anybody else, but it's bloody pain in the ass, isn't it? It's after a year of not doing real life. It's difficult to get back into it, and it's yeah. It it all comes to land on you at once. Yeah. <laughs> so predictions for the Styria. background noises you're hearing, by the way, are a cat chewing a cardboard box. It's not that we don't feed him; he just likes to chew up and spit out cardboard. <coughs> right. Anyone, anyone want to throw a prediction out? Um, right. So we're thinking, we should say, first of all, we're thinking there's going to be shitty weather, aren't we? Mm. Particularly Friday and Sunday looking very questionable. So it Which could means be... it'll be glorious sunshine. Of Formula course. does this to us all the time. It does. It, it's ridiculous. Piss it down on the podium. False sense of security. Um, Wet Daleks. Do I want to go for some kind of shithouse podium, though? <coughs> I think I'm going to go Perez win. Norris second, Hamilton third. Ooh, wow! Don't know what I think's happening to make that happening, but I'm going to go with it. Right. I want to watch. I want to watch that race. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's not a prediction. Oh. It's a wish list. <laughs> right. Norris got his first podium in Austria. Correct. So Norris, good in Austria. McLaren, good car everywhere. It would appear. Uh, and I think that when you look at the how that car is, I think it's going to be dead good in the wet. So I go, Lando Norris wins. Oh no, it's only if it rains. I don't think it's going to rain. Side note, side note for future Lee. Uh-huh. Um, if it's buy rained, another clock and stop it. A barometer. Well, I, I'm just saying, if it rained, Lando Norris won the Grand Prix. And I probably put a fiver on it. So well done, Lee. <laughs> um, the uh, 
Uh, Are we I making a podcast or a choose-your-own-adventure book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it rained, press fast-forward ten minutes. <laughs> you have reached the cave. Um, the, uh, I don't think it's going to rain, though, and I think it's going to be a Red Bull 1-2 with Lewis Hamilton third, and it'll be Verstappen Perez. And I, do you know what the shitty thing is? I think the same thing's going to happen for both races. Oh. And Lewis Hamilton is going to start looking fucking shaky on this championship by the end of the So are you getting your prediction experience? for Austria in now? Are you going exact same podium, Austria and Austria? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lock it in because the, there's no So if you say, uh, if you that. say three entirely different drivers next week, that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Fine. But the, I, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a one, two, and Hamilton bringing up the rear. Um, I am going to go for, I'm going to go for the same order that we've just seen this week. I think it's going to be a Verstappen win because um, there's there's the orange stand. I was going to say, what's the deal on fans of the Crazy Dutch in? I think that I think they're letting the Crazy Dutch in, so there's going to be the uh, there's going to be the big orange stand. Fair. And I reckon Hamilton second and Perez third. So I, th- I think we'll see uh, we'll see a repeat of France. I think I think the circuit suits Red Bull, but you can't rule out the fact that Hamilton um, is a fucking amazing driver. You know, I think he he would be getting twelfth in a Williams if he was in that car. Yeah. Um, if you want to do your own predictions, go to the website, threelegsfourwheels.com, go to the game section and click on the 2021 Prediction League. Get to predict your top three, pole position, fastest lap, how many non-classified, so DNFs and DNSs, and will there be a safety car or not? We've not had a safety car for a while. What, since Baku? Well, apart from Baku. <laughs> we, didn't get a safety, we didn't get a safety car in France. You we kind of all safe, went off in Baku. Yeah, and we didn't get a safety car in Monaco. Yeah, that was a shocker. Yeah, two races where you'd expect, but then again, you expect a safety car at um, any point. Talk, talking of talking of the safety car and Burnt Mylander, um, I, I joined a new band this week, and it just so happens that our lead guitarist is Burnt Mylander. Isn't Burnt Mylander, but had driver coaching from Burnt Mylander around the uh, around the Norge Slife, mm. and he's done nice. th- he's done three hundred laps of it in his um, Mark V Golf. Which wow. is complete, completely, um, completely tricked out. He's got um, full. I was just just going to say he's a particularly hard up man, is he? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he, he spent all of it on the um, on the innards rather than the outards. Oh right. Um, I th- he, he said something like he spent um, eight grand on the suspension alone. And uh, yeah, he's had um, he's had coaching from Burnt Mylander, who also christened the car. Um, the atomic vacuum cleaner, because that's what it sounded like when he was uh, when he was running down the end straight when the turbo had fully mm. kicked in. <laughs> so yes, we do we do have a new there burnt Mylander story. Uh, right, shunting time. Get trolling. Uh, do you want me to hit see. pause until you find it, or do we just fill again as usual? No, we can fill. Uh, we'll just talk amongst <laughs> ourselves. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I found it ages ago. Um, you were just enjoying doing a little sing song. <laughs> this one was sent in by Bailey on Twitter. I take it that Bailey from WWE is just a massive 
Formula One fan, but <laughs> there you go. I thought on Twitter was his surname. I've I've no idea. It's just that's all it says. <laughs> Bailey it's on just Twitter. Says Bailey. Just says Bailey. Just Bailey. Uh I was born. Yay. On January the sixteenth, nineteen thirty five. This is very specific. That is very, very specific. they they have a had have or had a birthday two days after mine. There you go. Not that they were born two days after me. (laughs) (laughs) I dropped out of school in my teenage years to become a mechanic and focus on my racing career. Okay. I draw. um, I've driven eleven in eleven different disciplines of motorsport within my lifetime. Oh, gets around a bit. That's that's prolific. So how right, my maths is off. How Cars old like. how old would this person be 19, in the event that they are still alive? Nineteen thirty six, did you say? So they'd be eight, they'd be eighty five. Wow. If they if they were still alive. I think we're we're looking at we're looking at one of the greats. We're looking at John Surtees. It could be Surtees, it could be Mike Hawthorne, it could be Jim Clark. Yeah. Potential, all round about potential. all round about the same age. Um possibly Sir Sterling. Excuse me. Possible. But I I I just think with that age and eleven different disciplines. I think I think we're looking at one of the all time greats. It's some it's it's either gonna be all time great or total journeyman. You never found the niche. Oh, somebody we've never heard of. Yeah, you know, I, I am. I am um, Clive Watkins. I was number four driver for Matra in 1967. <laughs> is that your guess? Oh shit! Do we need a guess? On this is, we're three clues in. This is why we're doing names. Standards only. <laughs> we'll go with yours. We'll go with thirties. The thirties. Go with thirties. Okay. Uh, although brief, I drove in three Formula One races in my career. Right, not one of the all-time greats, probably. Oh, I think I've got an idea, but keep going. Uh, I won the 24-hour of Le Mans uh, with Dan Gurney, uh, the Indy 500, and the USAC Championship in 1967. Okay, yeah. Um, I know who won it with Dan Gurney, and I can't feckin' remember. But just just as an aside, we were doing the uh, when we did the um, majors twenty four hour of Le Mans the other week. Um, we wanted to do what somebody suggested: ring Lee and get him to do an intro video with what he calls the race, just to put out on Twitch while you call Le Mans, it, calling it Le Mans all the way yeah, through. Yeah. <laughs> do you know the funny thing? I don't even know why I say that. <laughs> I, really, I, I really don't know. I, I don't I don't get it I, don't, I I know it's not it and but then as soon as I read it or think about it it's what comes out it's it's really I weird. I have I have that with an entirely different word I have that with endoscopy <coughs> I can say it perfectly fine until I look at it on a piece of paper at which point it becomes all kinds of weird shit well it's a scope that I goes mean, up your end so it's an endoscopy and I think I do say endoscopy if I'm looking at it. It's a, you see, you read it, but instead of saying the proper word, you go ass camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got one more before a guess, haven't you? Uh, yes, we have. I think that was number five, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, 
Uh, a former F1, a former F1 driver uh, who was known for his aggressive driving style, drove for my team in uh, in Indy cars for four seasons. Is it like a Dale Coyne or someone of this ilk? Yeah, or Roger Penske. Possible. Yeah. Shall we go with Penske because you're you the last one? Yeah, I'll go take on this then. one. Yeah, go okay, on. we'll, go, yeah, we'll go Roger Penske on this. Uh, this guy's absolutely fucking smashed the Triple Crown out of the park. Uh, I'm the only person to win the Indy 500, the Daytona 500, the 24 hours of Daytona, the 24 hours of Le Mans, and the 12 hours of Sebring. That's hellishly That's a good. Of a, a, a Palmares. He is well good at putting a shift in, isn't he? <laughs> is it Hulkenberg? <laughs> next clue, I've just next... got married. <laughs> yeah. The next clue would be, I am not a sprinter. <laughs> Wow, that's it is a collection. Bloody impressive. Uh yeah, what's up what's up next? Uh I'm the last living driver to participate in the race in in the races of two worlds. Don't know what that is. No. I mean is is he an Avenger? Uh which was held in nineteen fifty eight at Monza on the banked oval track. Is that going to be like F1 and whatever the feck IndyCar yeah, yeah. was called at he the also, time? He also hasn't given us enough clues. Oh, for feck's sake, so no spaffing. No. Christ. Uh, well, Roger Penske's definitely still alive. Yes. I don't know if Dale Coyne is. He is, but he keeps getting into fights with like his bumblebees and stuff. Oh, he does, doesn't yeah. he? He's had many, many a near-death incident on a ranch. Um, do you need a do you need a guess here or? Hang on a second. Let me. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to find your clues. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to do this. Are it you trying to write a clue? This could be. Uh, I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to find something that might be fucking useful for you. <laughs> go. Go easy on me. <laughs> uh. I've won loads of stuff. Cool. Well, yes. We've established this already. I was uh, I was named one of NASCAR's 50 greatest drivers. Ooh. I was inducted into the Motorsport Hall of Fame of America in 1989. Right. Don't think Penske ever drove NASCAR. Just, I don't know about Dale Coyne. Dale Coyne did NASCAR. Um, uh. The only other sort of classic NASCAR driver I can remember from any other era was Richard Petty, but I don't... I do not know of him. Don't know if he's still alive. Could well be Dale Coyne. I don't have anything more intelligent to offer. In form- Formula One, I drove for Kuzma? Kuzma? If you K-U-Z-M-A? Say so. that's, what, no that's, what it, that's what it sounds like. That's a and good Scrabble Curtis score, that. Kraft. Curtis Craft. Yeah. <laughs> Those well-known teams that probably just w- rocked up to one race and crashed and couldn't afford to race again or something. Uh, 
Um, Kit scrap sounds like a uh, craft work uh, tribute act. <laughs> I reckon, that, yeah, go with Dale Coin. Uh, yeah, I don't think it is, but I, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything better to offer. Ask the question. Are you Dale Coin? I am AJ Foyt. Oh, the oh, other I don't, one. I don't other believe one. it. I've been using AJ Foyt as a bloody standby answer for years since they started, <laughs> and we finally about AJ Foyt. We finally get him, and I get it, and I miss it completely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It might I mean, even it, be it, AJ it Foyt out. who keeps getting attacked by bumblebees. I might have, I might have actually confused Dale Coyne and AJ Foyt there, <laughs> and just got the wrong name. <laughs> Sadly not, Bailey, that was a bloody good one. Um, how do you send in a shunt? You can send me a PM on Twitter and Instagram, and I am at a total shunt. And if you want to send anything in for the reserve list, because as Chris has proved tonight, we can't all make it for every show at the minute, um, you can yeah. email 3 4 wheels at gmail.com where I will pick it up. You can also get hold of us on the socials at Three Legs Four Wheels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And um, obviously, the website is threelegsfourwheels.com. And if you want to help us out, you can subscribe to our Patreon, where you'd normally get the show a little bit early when we record it on a Monday, which should happen more regularly from next week. Uh, by going to patreon.com slash Three Legs Four Wheels. It fucking is AJ Foyt that has killer bees on his ranch. If it wasn't a giveaway for the total shunt, that would have been the title of tonight's show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where was I? Individually on Twitter, you can get us at... At Sean Cowper. um, Chris is at Flood21 and I am at Pablo100. (laughs) Managed to get through that with a minimum of killer bees. (laughs) Uh, right, we're, we're, we're going to go now and um, try not try not to eat too much honey because they only get upset. Um, we'll be back on time next week with a review of Styria and a preview of Austria because they are completely different races. Honest, aren't they? Depends on the weather. Maybe. That is true. Stay safe and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao.